102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be, uh, let's see, today is Tuesday, so that would be a cloud with a sun behind it. And then uh, high of 38 tomorrow, just a cloud with 45. Man, what a show today. What a show today. Oh, we got it all. Actually, uh, the lunch lady down in New Fairfield. Yeah. Got arrested for sending unsolicited nude videos and photos of herself on Snapchat to a kid. Uh, a cafeteria worker. Was she wearing the hairnet? I don't know. She's a. Uh, I mean, she's not bad looking. She's lunch she's, lady. But she's good looking. But she's like, she's still a child predator. Yeah, no, it's creepy yeah. as all hell. Yeah. It's very creepy, but yeah, it's like. Phew. Come on, lunch lady. There's, there's got to be somewhere else you can go. Uh, so there's that, and I assume uh, maybe uh, am I the a-hole today? I don't want to know what the tuna melt special is like. You don't want to know. Yeah. yeah, we'll do am I the a-hole today. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? Rock, it's 551 and Rush. We're Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 45. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by, hold on a second, Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, It's pretty obvious from Chris Rock's Netflix special over the weekend that he hasn't forgiven Will Smith, but apparently Will is trying to make things right. A so-called source says, quote, He's tried unsuccessfully to make amends in the best way he could with Chris, but beyond that, family is important to him, and Smith uh, uh, leaned on them. The um, source adds that Will feels he has become a better person since then. He is better, but still remorseful. I uh, I watched a little bit. Is this some uh, some extra clips? Yeah, of the whole thing. And I gotta tell you, uh, I'm still on Chris Rock's side on this one. Yeah, I am too. I'm totally on Chris Rock's side. Even even though I mean, everything he is saying in his standup, it's kind of true. Kind of true. And uh, considering what Will Smith and his wife have been through, he's mad at Chris Rock. Of all things, you should be mad at your wife. Or He's he's not mad, though. He's trying to make amends. That's what he was just saying. Yeah, But he's not going to be able to. I don't think that those amends are going to go very far. Uh, There was a fungus-killing bacteria discovered last month in Germany that was named after Keanu Reeves. Scientists said they named it Keanu Mycins because, quote, the lip Popeptides kill so efficiently that we named them after him because he too is extremely deadly in his roles. Well, during an Ask Me Anything forum on Reddit on Saturday, a user asked Keanu what he thought about it, and he seemed pretty into it. They should have called. They should have called it John Wick, dude. But that's pretty cool. Have you uh, seen even a moment of the uh, the TV series The Last of Us? Uh, yes. Yes, I watched like three episodes, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm a little bugged out by funk by fungus right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it could happen. 
It could be one of those things that could that could come back. It's gross, mostly, but uh, oof. I like the fungus. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, uh, Hayden Panet- Panet- Panetary. How do you say her name? Hayden Panetary? That lady. Got a breast reduction to regain confidence and reclaim her body after giving birth in 2014. She also took a four-year break from acting to focus on her mental and physical health. I don't know what she's doing now, though. Well, probably recovering. Uh, she told uh, she was on Good Morning America yesterday to promote her acting comeback. Scream 6, which hits theaters on Friday. She's returning as car- her character Kirby from Scream 4. You're going to make a comeback. Yeah. That was the best choice. She told uh, co-host Michael Strahan that she uh, uh, that she willed Kirby back into existence by calling Scream executives to remind them that her character might still be alive. Wow. Well, there that's, you go. Uh, that's, that's, that's the way to move things forward. So now you've already spoiled the movie by telling everybody you're back in it. No, I think that movie was spoiled even before someone wrote a script. Yeah, but I mean, if you're giving away, like, if you if everybody thought you were dead, and then now you're in this other movie, wouldn't that just uh, kind of give it away that you were that that's your thing? I don't think fans of that movie series are really all that hung up on plot line. I think they're probably willing to forego a lot of the the uh, the realities of the storyline. Probably. You know, I think anytime you're you're dealing with a slasher film, you have to suspend your your entire Dis- belief system. Yeah. Well, it's suspense of disbelief. That's how you do it. I mean Michael Myers should have been dead years ago, but that dude kept coming back and uh, he was more pissed than the last time. He'll never die. Ever. Hoda Kotby returned to the Today Show yesterday and revealed that she was off because her three year old daughter Hope was in the hospital for more than the week, including in stay in the ICU. She didn't say why. Now, why would you go to that length and say that and then not say why? Why didn't you just not say anything? I had a personal family member to it matter to attend to. That would have been the right thing to do. Yeah. But, you know, if you say uh, I had a personal family matter, guess what happens? Everybody wants to know what that was. But that's a personal family matter on her part. Yeah, I don't care. You can't get away with that in not today's the, age. I mean, I care. Like, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen, but, like, I don't care that she was off because she had to take care of something. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what you do as a parent. Right. Your kid gets sick, you do what you got to do. She has a three-year-old? How old is she? 78 years old. Oh, seriously. Let me see. Uh, how old is Hoda Kotb? She's 58. Yeah. That's pretty... Uh, that's pretty brazen to have a child at 55. I don't remember the story of uh, whether this was like a surrogate or a, an mm. adoption or, or what this was. Uh, a group of women at a senior living facility in Kentucky went viral by recreating some of Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime moves on TikTok, and both Rihanna and Jay-Z sent them flowers over the past week or so. I mean, she really didn't move all that much because she's like seven months pregnant, isn't she? Uh, five months pregnant? Like five months yeah. pregnant, but you know there were the, the uh, errant pregnancy crotch grabs during yeah. the, uh, the performance. Well, hey, you know what? Every uh, every elderly person needs to grab their crotch at least once. You might as well do it in a sanctioned fashion. Just for regular testing purposes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Shania Twain famously name-dropped Brad Pitt in her 1988, 1998 song, That Don't Impress Me Much. Someone asked who'd she change it to if the song came out today, and her answer was Channing Tatum. 
But nowhere did she mention uh, Bax or Nagel, which no. I find to be very disappointing. She's, uh, age is taking a toll on Shania. See, I don't see that. I see that yeah. as just, uh, you know, she's just aging gracefully. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pink says her aerial stunts keep her engaged and humble, even though they're physically hard to do. Uh, she said she wanted to be an Olympic gymnast before she became a singer, and she once saw Cher's farewell tour, which ran from 2002 to 2005, and she felt inspired to, to, to add acrobatics to her shows. Did it also inspire you uh, maybe to get your face filled with plastic? <laughs> I mean, that Cher does look like... Uh, yeah, no, she definitely had You can to. definitely tell that she's had work done. But uh, at Pink's age... Yeah. You know, a ticket buying fan doesn't need you to per- doesn't need you to perform gymnastics. No, she could sit there behind a piano all night and uh, make a thousand bucks a ticket. She could sit on a couch, and people would say, "Man, that was such a great show." Uh, Kim Kardashian's latest photo shoot uh, shows her makeup free. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh my God! The last time I had any makeup removed was when Ray J committed facial discrimination in that sex tape you can purchase on Uport for thirty nine ninety five. And that's wrong. Yeah, Kaylin. Well, I never got that done in Derby with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once kicked around the furry beanbag. <laughs> I ate the pickled ham hock from the pork barrel. None of directly. None of that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I wound up giving her the Pasadena poo plug. <sighs> Do I have to look that up? You're going to have to one because I can't uh, describe that. <laughs> And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I- Join the T-Birds to the end of the day. Would and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I'm not the sort of guy who is easily swayed by simple, unsubstantiated rumors, nor am I the sort of fella who's willing to believe everything I hear. And while my skepticism and reticence have served me well, the onslaught of unfounded rumors, predictions, and insinuations have so, that have so peppered the world of sports gets trumped by my natural sense of doubt and suspicion. For example, yesterday, Rich Eisen of the NFL Network reported that during last week's NFL Combine, there was a presence of a persistent rumor that former Patriots quarterback Tom Brady was in fact not ready to retire and in fact is planning a comeback for one more season. Only this time he would be playing for the Miami Dolphins. This of course would put Brady back in the AFC East, the very same division as the Patriots, and it would obliterate the idea that Tom Brady might sign a one-day contract with Mr. Kraft so he could retire as a member of the Patriots organization. It would also obliterate the credibility of a seaside retirement video on Instagram. Now, let's look at the facts. Tom Brady is less than five months away from his 46th birthday. He's got nothing left to prove, and no matter whether these rumors are true or not, and I don't believe they are, he's still going down as arguably the greatest quarterback who ever lived. But the idea that he's going to come out of retirement for the second time, just 30 days after claiming that he was done for good, suggests that this rumor is either total horse crap or... Tom Brady is having second thoughts about that 10-year, $375 million contract he signed with Fox. Either that, or Tom Brady has run out of things to do after only 30 days. Personally, I'm leading towards this rumor being flat-out garbage, because at the end of the day, would you really want to come out of retirement to play for the Dolphins? I wouldn't think so. Unfortunately, it's not my decision to make, 
all I know is he's certainly not coming back here. Or is he? But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Among the painting crowd, Rachel with the Westfield Rockies got herself a bit of a following. Rachel's an advisor in the paint department, loves helping with painting projects, good people, rocks out on service. If you're painting, see Rachel at the Westfield Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 20, or I'm sorry, a high of 38. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, you may remember yesterday we were talking about uh, these rage gallons. Yeah, the blackout rage gallons, the Borg. The Borg, the yeah. blackout rage uh, gallons that were going on the Blarney Bash uh, uh, over the weekend. It's Blarney Blowout. It, Blarney Bash was the thing we used to host. I see. For Rock 102. The, I, the, the Blowout. Yeah. Yeah, which, which you yeah. know, honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's probably a better title, to well, be honest. Well, yeah, because Bash means like a, like a good party. Yeah. A Blowout means somebody got messed up. This year should have been the Blarney Blackout because yeah. uh, about 30 people were taken to area emergency rooms <laughs> for... Uh, because they passed out drunk and uh, needed to be revived. Now, uh, Western Mass News uh, was getting answers yesterday because that's... uh, That's what they do. That's what they do. They go out and they find answers from people that may Uh or may not be qualified to give you answers and uh happen to have the uh, the video from uh, from last night you want to hear it yeah go ahead with a follow-up on a blarney blowout story in amherst a decades-old off-campus tradition with a reputation for large and drunken crowds welcome to western mass news at six everyone i'm chris pisano this year's festivities led to 38 ambulance calls and two arrests for underage drinking over the weekend as school officials say many students were seen with plastic gallon jugs something they say is part of the Blackout Rage Gallon Challenge on TikTok. This is the way Paisano says it. This is the way he, the Blackout Rage. (laughs) It's like, what it was, Blackout Rage, what is it, how is it say? Blackout Rage Gallon Challenge on TikTok. Blackout Rage Gallon Challenge. (laughs) He sounds so serious. Western Mass News reporter Kristen Burnell joins us live after getting answers about what played out. Kristen? Go on. Chris, the Borg trend is raising concerns amongst health professionals. Now I spoke with a security expert who shares the dangers of TikTok trends like this one. Blarney blowout made its return to Amherst this past weekend. College students sharing mixed reaction with Western Mass News after dozens of students were rushed to the hospital due to excessive drinking. I personally feel that it impacts a lot of the other activities, especially for students who actually have a lot of work to do. The event is not connected to or sanctioned by UMass Amherst, but university leaders say they witnessed numerous students with plastic gallon jugs, part of the blackout raged gallon challenge on TikTok. You need to be very careful and He's, yes, he's talking an awful lot, but they cut him off, and he's just like talking in the background. Yeah, like why, why, why couldn't you just let him finish? Uh, I, I, I I'm not Go sure. Ahead. Okay, yeah. think about this, um, especially if you're making these concoctions. Um, be careful about how much you're putting in. Um, and what is in that? We're getting answers from a local tech expert on the dangers of TikTok trends like the board challenge. College students and jugs of alcohol is not that big of a surprise, but following TikTok trends, which can take something which is maybe, you know, always been around and turn it into something particularly dangerous uh, is not new for TikTok. 
Now, here's a here's the thing. Uh, this is a guy from yeah. a uh, a local uh, computer shop. Yeah. Okay, they fix computers. Yeah. the The story is not really about. Fixing computers, fixing or comput- viruses, right? Yeah. Like no one's, no one's yeah. going over there because everyone was puking on their motherboards. Yeah. And listen, it, this isn't to say that uh, you know uh, there's anything negative about the the computer repair guy. Yes, at all. No, absolutely there's no, not. Nothing wrong with the computer repair guy. It's- I'm talking. We're talking about the the reporter's choice in who to ask. Now, yes, exactly. If you were out to get answers, if, yeah. if your job is to say, hi, I'm uh, I'm a reporter from uh, Western Mass News. I'm calling to get answers. Yeah. Don't you think you'd want to get answers from people that might have answers to the question? Yeah, like I would have went with uh, like, uh, like an alcohol expert or so, like, a, like an addiction expert or something like that. Kind of maybe explaining what happens to you when you down a gallon of Borg. See, I would have gone uh, you know, from like student to student and waited for the hilarious responses to the Borg challenge. Oh, we're just out here, man. We're just having a good time. I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. It's Tommy <laughs> from Dorchester. <laughs> how long can we... How long can we stretch this bit out? Fight oh, about. Oh, Fight about. These reporters don't even know what they're talking about. They have no idea. They don't even know how to make a Borg. Next year, we got to find something else that's better than a Borg challenge. Listen, I'm going on my 15th year here, my sophomore year UMass. Next year's Bloody Blowout going to be the best one yet. Listen, I didn't spend my father's hard-earned money to get this medical degree here at UMass and not know a thing or two about how to protect myself from alcohol poisoning. B- Billy over here just knocked himself out because he was doing nitrous shots all night out of the tank. Rightly from the tank. He didn't even put it in the balloon. You know what? Next year, during the Blondie blowout, let's invite that guy from the computer store. I hate that guy from the computer store because he doesn't know what he's talking about! <sighs> Again, you're getting answers. Uh, I would uh, I would get answers from, you know, people who are in the know. I was, you know, she did talk to one uh, medical guy, and, you know, here's this guy from... Uh, from this uh, computer store, and I'm sure he's an intelligent guy. I'm sure he's, uh, you know, in his youth, he probably remembers uh, oh, yeah. something similar to this kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for answers. Oh, no. Back in his day, everybody was free and in love and oh, smoking yeah. weed on the green. That, and, that, you know, that... I don't think he's quite that old, but uh, but never. He's probably like my age. Well, back in the day, he was out on the green, <laughs> smoking weed, peace and love. <laughs> Isn't that how you did it back in the eighties? Uh, no, no, yeah. there was no, there was no, uh, no, none of that hippie stuff. Uh, TikTok is obviously, you know, the the thing that they're blaming here. When when you really can't, it, it might give you a suggestion on what to do, but every college student knows that you can just mix a bunch of booze together with anything and uh, still make it a party. See, I don't, uh, I, I don't necessarily blame TikTok either. One, I don't believe the Chinese government was telling UMass students how to yeah. get bl- how to get blasted on a weekend party. What? But the, but the other thing is, you know, college students are are uh, not bright, but they are creative in how they go about 
you know, consuming alcohol. There, mm-hmm. there, there's no end to the possibilities. So do you blame TikTok? Because I got to tell you, these kids would have come up on this idea with or without them. Yeah, there would have been something else. Yeah, and if it's not TikTok, it's going to be Instagram stories. Yeah, it's not, uh, this is, for some reason, because of TikTok, this isn't just your normal year of binge drinking among college students. College students have been drinking since the very dawn of time. Yeah, Uh, before TikTok was even a thought, before uh, any of that stuff came along. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Look at Animal House, okay? That's a movie that came out in 1978, 79, whatever it came out. You're telling me that the movie like that didn't uh, promote binge drinking around college campuses all across America? No, that was the thing like, oh, wow, I want to go to college and do the exact same thing. Of course, because it looked like so much fun. All of those movies, Dazed and Confused, all of those things make the young person want to go have a big party with all of their friends because that's cool. You know, I once saw a risky business while I was in high school. And about two weeks later, I had a big giant party while my parents were far, far away, and I invited nothing but hookers and a killer pimp. And it hadn't been for that Fabergé egg sitting on the mantle, yeah. that party would have gone off without a hitch. Yeah, I know. That would have been a hell of a But I that decided was- sometimes you just got to say what the heck. And I we went on with the party anyway. I think uh, it's a little more vulgar than that. Yes, uh, I'm sure it was. But, uh, you know, that was a long time ago, and I can't remember every detail. Uh, oh, speaking of which, uh, uh, our sales manager, Scott, him and I were talking last week about like movies that we watched when we were like twelve. Yeah. And now how we're like letting our kids watch these movies, <laughs> and, and and the topic came up because Keith Coogan, the guy who's in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, yeah, was also in this other movie that Scott and I watched when we when we were like twelve called Adventures in Babysitting with Elizabeth Shue. That was another movie we talked about, and uh, he he was we were say, he was saying they put it on Disney Plus. So his kid watched it over the weekend. But the part where she says, don't F with, they say it was like a gang of people and they come up to her and they say, don't F with whatever the gang member is. And she's right. like, don't F with the babysitter. And she throws a switchblade in the guy's shoe, right? <laughs> Elizabeth's shoe threw in the shoe. Yeah, right. And um, But they take the F word out and it's like it's like they dubbed it over. And I'm like, why is Disney doing that? What, why are you taking away? Because your young children can't handle profanity when they're watching films. But I did when I was 12, and I watched that movie. And, and look how was, ruined you are. Yes, you're, you're, I'm you're very damaged ru- goods. Yes, that was the reason why. It was among, I'm damaged goods for many other reasons other than that. Among the many reasons why you were damaged. Yeah, but it was like that uh, that that Samuel Jackson thing where it was the poorly dubbed TV versions of the movies, and it was Samuel Jackson with snakes on a plane, and his <laughs> they they changed it to we have to get these monkey fighting snakes off this Monday through Friday plane. <laughs> I remember at one point, and I, I I don't remember what this is probably like in the eight, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. They were gonna do like the the, the network television network television premiere of Scarface. Mm-hmm. You ever see Scarface? Yes. Okay. Al Pacino says the f word yeah. no less than five hundred times. How, how I did, said, "What are you gonna do? Show a five minute movie?" And it's, how did they do it? They, they just beeped it all out, or you know, just that was it. Like how that left him with absolutely no. 
understandable dialogue whatsoever. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can uh, if I can find uh, this Scarface version. Hang on one second. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah, hang on. Right, ready? All right. I'm ready. Right, I'm ready. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Here All right. Here we go. Uh, let's here we see. Go. Uh, here we go. This here we go. Is, this is uh, this is Scar. No, that's an ad. That's an ad. That's an ad. Hang on. All right. Okay. Hang on. Hang okay. on. Hang on. We're getting there. That was the audio for the whole movie. <laughs> and it's it, yeah, that, that's my that, point. That's the subtitle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That would. Uh, that would. Uh, that's weird. How they culminate those things and, and put movies that have so many swears in them to made for TV movies. It's just- See, the, the, the problem is, you know, people feel as though they've got to protect you from certain ideas that like, you know, ideas or words or are, are dangerous. I mean, it's not that much different than when, you know, George Carlin was making that argument in, you know, in, in comedy routines or, you know, Lenny Bruce for that matter. These are just words and just ideas with the Blarney blowout. You know, people want to find uh, something to blame. So they're, they're looking at TikTok and, you know, they're talking to a guy who owns a computer store about, you know, what he knows about yeah. TikTok and, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's teaching you terrible things. Well, you know what? There's lots of things on TikTok that are absolutely dreadful. However, the, co- the college student of today, if they have the ability to get their hands on alcohol yeah. and drink it to excess... They will do it with or without TikTok. Right, because it's been going on uh, for so many years, and they report on it every year like it's, you know, they report on it like the snow. Like all of a sudden, oh my God, we're getting snow in New England. (laughs) Oh my God, a college student is drinking. I mean, anybody who's listened to that story hears, yeah, there were two, two students arrested for underage drinking. Yeah. Now, anyone who's spent any time in this area, their first question is, that's all? <laughs> they only <laughs> nabbed two? And that number of ambulance, it went from 28 to 38 in a day. Yeah. Did they forget about 10 ambulance calls they had over the weekend, or was that inaccurate reporting? Is it really just 28, or is it 38? I don't, I don't know. I, I would have thought if you could get into uh, UMass Amherst, if you could enroll, you'd know the difference between 20, you know, 30 and 38. Oh, uh, well, I, that's how you learn to count at UMass. How many of your <laughs> friends have been taken away in an ambulance for binge drinking? Yeah, so they, who's reporting on this story? <laughs> A community college student? Yeah. Someone, someone who didn't go to, someone who didn't graduate high school? Probably. Probably. Well, they, they're young. Those reporters are young enough to be in high school. <laughs> it's 625 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. At the top of the mountain looking down. Awesome. Trails blanketed in white. Perfect. Nothing between you and the base but adrenaline. Let's do this. Well, and the stop you'll make halfway down to defog your glasses. Once again, you find yourself at the top of the mountain thinking, when am I going to call Dr. Supply? It's 627 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly cloudy today uh, with a high of 38. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, am I the a-hole coming up uh, later on this morning? We'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of a couple of uh, real problems. Oh, real problems? Real problems. Eh, well, made up ones, maybe. Maybe, but uh, that's what's coming up. All right, you want to laugh? Yes. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock.
All right. Why doesn't Michael Jackson drink coffee? I don't know. Why doesn't Michael Jackson drink coffee? Because he prefers tea. You see? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, then, and then the other answer to this, why yeah. doesn't Michael Jackson drink coffee? Why? Because he's dead. That's actually yeah, that a more that. actually, uh, logical explanation. That makes it make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. This morning will be brisk and chilly. It's 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the Northwestern uh, DA's uh, attorney. The Northwestern DA and Granby police have identified Granby Girl, a, a woman in uh, 1978 unsolved homicide. On November 15th of 1978, a decomposing body of a young woman was found hidden underneath a log in the woods near Amherst Road in Granby. She was found shot in the head and likely died in June of 1978. Uh, due to the times, there was no um, way to identify the body. Law enforcement canvassed the area for leads and searched missing person reports but found no leads. Recent advancement in forensic science has helped solve this case. In March of 2022, state police connected the Northwestern DA's office and the state police crime lab submitted a biological sample of the victim to a private forensic lab in Texas called Ortham. On January 23rd of 2023, investigators learned that they had located a relative in Maryland that may have been her half-sister. Police got in contact with them and learned that her aunt had gone missing in the 70s and her aunt had two sons. The uh, next day, one of the sons named Matthew was located and confirmed with police his mother had gone missing in 1978. Matthew sent his Ancestry.com DNA uh, to the lab and confirmed that he and the woman found in Granby were a hundred percent parent-child match. That's crazy. This is just a, unbelievable what they're now able to do. Well, the advanced, with this technology. Yeah, the advancements in science. It's actually it's obviously it's not cool what happened, but at least you have a connection. You know, people go years. Some people live and die and never find out what happened to their relative. You know, you 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 go back to. Well, even say the the OJ trial, which is probably like the first time that you know we had an argument about DNA in a major trial. I mean, it wasn't, but it was the the first one that was like shown on on television. You know, the the DNA evidence that was involved in that case, yeah, primitive yeah. compared to where it's at today, and the the idea that you can find a strand of DNA that may be 45 years old and and still in good shape and then find relatives of that of of that DNA it's like yeah. i i don't think anybody could have expected that this would become so sophisticated and so accurate to be able to find a relative who said oh yeah you know my sister or half sister uh disappeared 45 years ago and was and was never there was never a trace of where she went this is unbelievable good for yeah. them for finding that out Springfield police are investigating a shooting Monday night in the north end of the city. According to Ryan Walsh, police were called to Hebron Street just after 8.30. They are, there they found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. The victim was taken to Bay State Medical Center for treatment and is expected to survive. No further information is available on the case at this time. I shot a man. What's your man got to do with me? I said I shot a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? Well, a Wilbraham man has been indicted for charges in connection to his alleged involvement in obstructing a grand jury's investigation of his West Springfield business uh, business's cash receipts. 
64-year-old Kent Pecoy of Wilbraham has been indicted on one count of corrupt concealment of records with intent to impair their use on an official proceeding. One count of obstruction of, that obstruction stuff. I'm not going to read each charge. Oh, no, no. Go, th- go right through no. it. No. According to the indictment, between 2013 and 2016, a, cons- a customer allegedly paid Pecoy and his company, Kent Pecoy & Sons Construction in West Springfield, hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash to build a home in West Dennis. You ever been to West Dennis? I've been to West Dennis. You ever spent a night in Dennis? I have uh, been in Dennis. In fact, uh, I spent some time in Dennis after spending the, the, uh, the night in uh, Camelot in Yarmouth. Pecoy allegedly failed to deposit most of the cash into a business bank account and instead distributed the cash to vendors and subcontractors for the project. In April of 2015, a Springfield federal grand jury issued a subpoena to the company required uh, requiring service records since January of 2012. In June of 2015, the company provided the records that allegedly included documents saying the company made numerous substantial cash payments to a lumber company but showed no records of receipts of cash. Ugh. We're just going to put this money right here. <laughs> Take away. Put it in my lumber company. I'm going to turn my back. And it may or may not be there by the time I turn around. The jury asked for additional records, but Pecoy allegedly falsely stated that there were no additional records of cash receipts. In April of 2016, the West Springfield business was searched and numerous documents were allegedly discovered relating to receipts and distribution of cash from the customer's home project, including payment ledgers, contracts, project checklists, and emails exchanged between Pecoy and the project manager. Oh, you mean that paperwork? I didn't know about that. I thought that was somebody else's stack. He was, uh, Pecoy was previously indicted in December of 2019 for a separate case, along with his son Jason and Kevin, uh, former owner, oh, Kevin Kennedy, former owner of the golf management company. I didn't realize they were all connected. Oh, yeah, no, this is what this is all about. For allegedly conspiring to defraud the United States by concealing cash payments for the construction of Kennedy's two homes in East Longmeadow and West Dennis. Wow, that's a yeah. It's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a story. It's even a bigger story when you wonder, hey, how did a guy running a golf course have all that money for two homes? I have no idea. Uh, the West Springfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a woman who allegedly withdrew $2,800 fraudulently from a bank. Uh, on February 17th, during the transaction at the bank, West Springfield police say she had a fraudulent ID. If you can identify the person pictured on their Facebook page or on the uh, news websites, you're asked to contact the West Springfield Police Detective Kennedy, not related to that other Kennedy we just talked about. Totally different yeah. uh, Kennedy. Uh, or you can text the tip. Um, again, no, I don't know what bank this is. You know, I'm, 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 I'm looking at her, and, uh, you know, I mean... Uh, she doesn't seem like the kind of woman that would uh, inappropriately take out $2,800 from a bank. She looks kind of familiar. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, every, know. I say that every time they uh, they put that up. Anytime they put a picture up. That guy looks familiar. I don't think you want to say that in public, Steve. Otherwise, you'll have the West Springfield police knocking at your door saying, who was it? Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. Don't, don't you ever look at those pictures and go, hey, I guess they kind of look familiar? You don't, or you don't see it that way. I, I don't. Well, I, she doesn't look that familiar to me, <clears throat> you know. And then, uh, you know, the the one that's got a little bit more clarity is a is is perhaps a better uh, picture than the one on the uh, on the right, which is a a little out of focus. I would suggest uh, very strongly that the bank take care of that. <clears throat> uh, do not eat fish from the Chicopee Reservoir. 
Um, why not? The Massachusetts Department of Public Health is issuing a fish consumption advisory for anyone that catches and consumes freshwater fish from 13 state parks operated by the Department of Conservation and Recreation. Recent tests in these 13 bodies of water found levels of per per and poly something, the PFAS, you know, the plastics. Yes. Above the recommended level for regular consumption, elevated levels of PFAS were identified in the fish in uh, following locations. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but the locally ones, uh, Pequot Pond in Westfield, uh, Chicopee Reservoir in Chicopee, uh, yeah, and, uh, and that's, that, that's the closest that we have here. So now, don't eat fish out of those as of those ponds and reservoirs. If, uh, if I accidentally say, you know, because it is the Lenten season, and let's say I find a fish in the Chicopee Reservoir, and I mm-hmm. want to bring it home and, uh, you know, prepare a, a nice bowl no. of... No. Tartar sauce. Uh, are you, what what could possibly well, happen to me? For the Chickabee Reservoir, it is recommended to not eat any of the fish at this time. For mm. the Pequot Pond in Westfield, you can eat uh, one fish per two months. Now uh, I'm looking on the uh, at the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, PFAS exposure uh, is associated with liver damage, thyroid diseased uh, disease, decreased fertility, high cholesterol hormone suppression, cancer, and obesity. Hmm. I'm going to assume that's because it's so delicious with all that PFAS uh, chemicals in there. It makes the, the, the fish that much more delicious. Don't we have all of those symptoms? Uh, yes. I don't really eat that much seafood right now. No, but uh, if you did, you'd probably be dead. Maybe that's the reason I'm uh, potentially morbidly obese. Uh, several parents informed 22 News about concerns of leaks at the East Longmeadow High School. Somebody's talking over there. They can't keep their trap shut. The school committee said they will be replacing skylights after. Oh, oh leaks oh, from the roof. Oh, oh, I, I thought it was I like thought, yeah, yeah, security I, leaks. Yeah, I thought they were giving up information, giving it to those Longmeadow kids. You know, uh, having put three kids through that very school system, mm-hmm. in fact, that very school, yeah. living in East Long Meadow for, for many years, uh, I got to tell you, that building is garbage. And at some point, it will have to be replaced. And the people of East Long Meadow uh, are very well aware of this, and they all know it, but yet I see nothing on the horizon. What's cheaper? Remodeling or rebuilding and rebuilding something. Well, you know it all depends on what to, on your long term goals. Well, if, if you're going to going to put a band aid over a gaping flesh wound, maybe you stop the bleeding for a while. But I think ultimately what you need is a brand new facility. Do they have the land next to that school to put another school while the other one is? I and, believe they do. And still have athletic uh, facilities available? I believe they would. Really? I do. I don't know how big the campus is over there. I didn't. Pretty I didn't, large. Really? Not, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not tiny. Oh, you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I made a, I made a wrong turn up in East Hampton. Okay. And I found, I think I found East Hampton High School. Like, I just, you know, I was like, oh, what's this weird little rotary thing? And then it turns out that's it's a high school. It's a high school. What a nice place. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice high school. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I-, I didn't know this thing existed here. It's funny when you like you don't know about. T- 
I, like I know towns, but I only know most of like just the main road through the town. Like sure. I, w- I don't know other areas of town unless you told me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like one of those things I just discovered. I'm like, wow, what a nice yeah. high school here. See, the high school I went is uh, is a toilet. But uh, you look at like Law Meadow. I mean, that's like a that's like the Taj Mahal of like local high schools. Minichog looked pretty good until you couldn't turn the lights off. Yeah. Which, by the way, that has now been rectified. Uh, Tantasqua High School up in like uh, Sturbridge. Yeah. That whole ooh, man. If I didn't know any better, I'd almost want to go back to my high school days. We forgot all about that. Because we were on vacation while they fixed it. Yeah. The lights over at uh, Minichalk. Yeah, just a matter of uh, switching on a few bulbs. You got you to gotta tap on them. Yeah. You got to unplug one outlet to make the other <laughs> outlet work. It's kind of like the uh, the Clark Glerswald thing where somebody, yeah. somebody decides, oh, it's because that switch isn't on in the, in the mudroom. We ever go into like an old house? Yeah. Like with old uh, wiring and it's got yeah. switches all over the place that don't do anything. Yeah. My house is like that too. I got uh, I got one room where there's like five different light switches around the room yeah. to turn off different lights. Okay. So uh, there was an, ad- uh, like before I moved in, years before I moved in, there was an addition put onto my house. Yeah. And that's like wh- where most, where the bedroom, there's two bedrooms in that, in that addition that they had put on the back of the house. And there's like four light switches in in my kid's room yeah right and i i didn't know what they were for like I, you couldn't i couldn't tell because i was trying them during the day i didn't realize what they did at night so then one time i'm i'm like i thought i turned that backyard light off where is that going well this there's four switches on every wall to mm-hmm. control that backyard light and it's like why would that like, okay, I could see maybe one switch. One switch to, you know, if you needed to turn the light on to see, you know, have a spotlight outside, yeah. I guess I get the, at nighttime you could do that. But four switches? Like, Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's, and I don't it's know overly, overly redundant. It's it's unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Which makes me think this is the problem they had at Minichog. Yeah. somebody like had probably, a, there, there probably was a switch that yeah. turned off all the lights. But yeah, uh, the, the for whatever reason, nobody involved in the high school could find out where that switch was. We can't shut the lights off, boss. That's all right. These these people in Wilbraham can afford it. Have you thought of flipping a switch? Yeah, we just don't know which one it is. I would like to see the electric bill and how much difference oh, it's making Jesus. without the lights on. Yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's a bit much. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: cloudy with a high of thirty-eight. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of forty-five. It's thirty-three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, uh, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from I Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's six fifty-two. <clears throat> and the Who on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, ooh, hey, mostly cloudy today with a high of 38. There you go. I'm like a Minichog administrator <laughs> looking for the light switch. Yeah, where's that but? Where's that darn confounded button? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up? What do you uh, got? What Bill, is going on? Bill Burr is coming to the Mass Mutual Center on August 12th uh, for an outstanding uh, evening of comedy. And Rock 102 wants to send you to the show to win tickets to see Bill Burr. Pat is going to have them this week. Uh, uh, the show details are available at rock102.com slash concerts. And again, Pat Kelly will have tickets for you sometime after four o'clock this afternoon from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, maybe this time Bill Burr will actually answer our request to have him on the show. 
He hasn't been on in a while because maybe he's too big now. He's a little. Uh, he's a little big. He's and funny as hell. He's he's, oh, he's one. Of, he's one of the greatest. He's one of the absolute greatest. But uh, yeah. you know, uh, I wouldn't give up. Well, he doesn't need us to sell tickets to his show. Oh, I don't know. The Mass Mutual Center is a pretty big. Uh, is a pretty big room. You might have a hard time jamming him in. I don't know, but uh, maybe he'll come on the show with us. This well, time. that would be that would be terrific. Yeah. Instead, we have uh, <laughs> the a-hole coming up in a little bit. Uh, yeah, there was something I want. Oh, I, we, to continue talking about the TikTok thing, the government wants to ban TikTok in the entire United States. It's like, how are you going to do that? I don't understand like how that how that web thing works, that whole internet thing. Like you can just drop well, off, <clears throat> you can just block something from an entire country. This is how I understand yeah. it. The internet is nothing but tubes. Yeah. And everything's running through the tubes. Mm -hmm. And that's how we get information. That's the picture in your head. It's tubes. That helps you, doesn't it? Tube technology. Yeah. I just like but at, What's the point of doing that if they've already had the app? They've had your user information. Whenever, when did this thing start? 2016 or something 2016, like that? 2016, and so, they're worried about the uh, Chinese government having all your information. Well, they, guess what? So does Amazon. They already do. And all of those apps that come out, there was, remember that one that had the, there was like a Russian, uh, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was the aging picture thing. You could make yes. yourself age. Yeah. And then it turns all every these people downloaded it, and it turns out what it did was copied all your information on your phone because you agreed to do that when you downloaded the app, and then it was like, no, we got to get rid of this app because it's got you know Russians behind it or something. So it's like, I well, don't know. here's here's the thing because I know people are bugged out about the idea that you know the Chinese government uh, may be looking into our own uh, personal mm -hmm. uh, you know behavior on uh, TikTok. How about this? If you want to, uh, if you want to fight the urge to go into TikTok, how about you come up with something better? Yeah, that we can use. Well, I'm sure somebody will, but I'm just. You of know. course, of course, they will. This at some point, TikTok will go the way of Yik Yak, MySpace, Friendster, and a few of the others that were trying to emerge, and, and probably where Facebook is going right now. Yeah, because yeah. Facebook is kind of like a like a big slow dying behemoth. But at some point, someone's going to come up with something better. And, you know, you're not going to just stop it because the market dictates a lot of this market. stuff. The market. Yeah. Yes. People go on TikTok because it's so great. Yeah. I don't I don't know how uh, you, you would ban that from an entire country without people going nuts. Yeah. Because I could care less. Actually, the funny the funny. <laughs> One of the funny videos that I saw yesterday. Have did you watch any of that Murdoch trial? Yeah, right. So there's this guy, and he's he's basically telling his wife, "Paw paw." He called the kid "paw paw." He should be sentenced to death alone for that. <laughs> See, that's funny. Like, See, that is funny. Like that's entertainment. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna spend all day on TikTok watching videos all the time i'm already sucked in by reddit i get life sucked by that yeah see but that's but that's where your interests lie for some people right. you know if, if it's not uh, you know instagram reels or yeah. or, or, or whatever yeah. they're they're hung up on the tiktoks and the tiktoks to be quite yeah. honest with you 
You know, it's it's a it's a time suck. Well, my my sister and I were talking yesterday, and she she's the one that sends me a lot of these TikTok videos. Yeah, and she goes, I don't know, you just get addicted to it. Like, I come across a video that says uh, ten things you need to know before you go to prison. Well, I'm never going to prison, but I kind of want to know what the ten things you need to know are going yeah. to prison for. Especially like, if those ten things yeah. help you stay out of prison. Right. Right. So I I don't know. I guess it's informational some of it is yeah. and some of it's just plain flat out stupid well, but, but that doesn't stop me from watching them you know when they talk about the tiktok trend showing people how to make these borgs it's just a recipe video ultimately at the end of the day it's just a recipe video and you're not using yeah. dangerous ingredients other than the alcohol you're right uh, apart from the fact uh cirrhosis of the liver uh, alcohol poisoning is no different than a well, green bean casserole come, recipe come on how many people die of liver cirrhosis every day uh when you're drinking it from a one gallon jug probably yeah, a lot prob- more than there used to be probably a lot more it's 658 with Bax and nagel on rock 102 and now Bax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware Get instant savings with your Rockies Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, this Friday, the state of Massachusetts will officially pop the top off online sports gambling. That means you can freely gamble using a variety of easily accessible applications that will allow you to gamble at home, at work, in the car, during your kids' soccer game, in grocery stores, at memorial services, at churches, virtually anywhere where you have enough signal. You can now spend your money on your phone for things other than Amazon purchases and Grubhub. Ironically, the NFL granted the reinstatement of Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley yesterday after he was suspended for violating the league's anti-gambling policy. You may recall that back in March of last year, Ridley was slapped with an indefinite suspension following an investigation that revealed he spent up to $1,500 over a five-day period betting on NFL games while he was a member of the Atlanta Falcons. According to reports, Ridley used a cell phone to make these bets while away from team facilities. However, among these bets included wagers on his own team. And that's when things got ugly, since this would have been seen as a gross violation of NFL policy. Today, however, Calvin Ridley is back and getting ready to play for Jacksonville, where unfortunately, due to a series of legislative missteps, sports gambling is not yet legal in the state of Florida. But once you get off the bus from some out-of-town road game, that's a different story. Isn't it interesting how the NFL has been willing to soften their policies and indefinite suspensions now that online gambling is due to be ready in 30 states, including the District of Columbia? Oh, sure, having a guy bet on or against his own team is slightly unsettling, but so is suspending suspending a guy for something that has quickly become legal across the country, except for the very state he's contractually obligated to play in. Which isn't expected to be, which isn't ex- uh, expected to be able to uh, change things for another two years. But when it finally does, I fully expect Calvin Ridley's iPhone to practically start melting in his bare hands. Sure hope he signed up for the unlimited data plan because that guy's gonna need it. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, if you walk into the South Hadley Rockies, you can see a big smile, and it's Nicole. She's there to help you. Sometimes she's at the register, sometimes it's the tool department. Nicole does a little bit of everything at the South Hadley Rockies. Good people, rock-solid service, like you'll find with Nicole at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 38. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 45. It is uh, currently uh, flat in downtown Springfield. Uh, at some point this week, uh, we're going to try to get a hold of Terry Maxey, the now outgoing uh, executive director of the Springfield Open Pantry. He has moved on to a, another position. Good for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've done a lot of good work with that guy in the past, and it would be uh, it would be nice to finally get a chance to uh, to wish him well. He's a very good man. Very, very good what, man. Why is he so hard to track down? Uh, I don't I, – well, I was – We you know, spent he, hours with him down at the hall – at the uh, at the uh, MGM, and um, – yeah, but, but a year ago, I couldn't get him off my texting. Yeah, like yeah. he wouldn't stop bugging us. Now he's like, oh, cool and everything. No, I, I think he's uh, – I think he's in uh, – he's very, very busy. But we'll we'll try to get a hold of him, if not this week, certainly next week. we got to get him to do a mic drop on the <laughs> yeah. way out. Yeah, but not one of these mics because these are very expensive. You know, I'm walking out of here, and I'm taking this can of beans with me. <laughs> Because I wanted it. I saw it there, and I love it. Hey, it's time for Am I the A-hole? All right. We'll start with a short one first. You ready? Yes. Am I the... You can leave the music like oh, okay. going in the back till, and then slowly fade it out. You'll learn how to run a board. Well, I'm new on the job. Oh, yeah. Maybe we need a producer going to pretend I didn't hear that. No, you, no, you definitely shouldn't pretend that. You should just say, yes, we do. Yes, Steve, <laughs> we do. Uh, am I the... You can either it down. Am well, I what the, do you want? Do you want it up or down? A slow fade. <laughs> a slow fade. What do you... What do you like, like, when the music starts and then I start talking, you just kind of slowly fade it out. Like, it's the end. There you go. Congratulations. No, don't... No, turn it down. Off. There, off. Off. Okay. Am I the a-hole for yes. uh, telling my mom? Yes, I know I am. Uh, for telling my mom to get over that she doesn't like my baby's name. We had a really hard time picking out our son's name. We finally settled on Leon and felt really good about it. Not too common, not too weird. That's kind of common. Leon? I mean, Leon's not, not that that uh, that strange. Yeah, uh, has a long history. Uh, then my mom decides to tell me that she has a cousin-in-law that I have never heard of before named Leon who was horrible to the family, and she hates that name and won't say it. We'll only call him a nickname. In my opinion, that's a stupid reason considering I've never heard anything about this person before now, and now she's making up nicknames that are not his name and continually bringing it up. It's his name. It's done. Today uh-huh. I told her to get over it when she proposed another nickname for him, and now she's really upset with me because she thinks uh, she needs a say in her grandchild's name. No, <sighs> that's pretty easy. You're, you're, you pick whatever you want your kid's name to be. You know, this is the thing about uh, picking names for children. I don't know if uh, you and your late wife had this issue, but uh, but uh, we certainly did. Where we had a, a stack of names that we were considering. Yeah. And uh, when we shared that stack of names with people we knew yeah. and they offered their opinion, they always based their opinion on people they knew with the very same name. Except what they didn't realize is these were names we actually liked yeah. for our children. And it should yeah. have nothing to do with what's going on in your life with people oh. we don't know. We picked a, and I'm not going to get into it, we picked a unique name for my oldest daughter. Right. right? And it had some special meaning to my wife and I. And Buddy. that was Yes, Champ, actually. Champ. Uh, and and so there was, 
it's it's not a typical name that you would hear. Like right. you, you don't hear it, but it's from an old song, and we liked it, and that's what we went with. Well, you know, when you start telling people what the name's going to be, people are like, oh. Oh, that's that's different. Because you're not used to it yet. Yeah. Once you get used to it, you're fine. See, a name like Leon. No one's ever going to have a problem with Leon. Leon's a proud, mm-hmm. masculine name. You wouldn't want to mess with, like, a no. Leon Spinks. No. Right? I mean, even though he got dropped pretty quick uh, after, winning, uh, you know, after winning the heavyweight championship. But nevertheless... I think the uh, I think the uh, the mother-in-law here is clearly the a-hole. This is what her children want to name this child. It's not a name. That's a that's an embarrassment. It's a proud name. This name is never going to get that kid kicked, uh, get his ass kicked on the playground as a result of it. Uh, no, he's not. No. So settle down, Grandma. Uh, here's another one. Am I the a-hole for walking out of the kitchen and going to play video games whenever my wife tries to help me prepare food? Uh, I love my wife very much. She is a smart and capable woman who leaves me on the dust in most categories. Uh, My wife cannot cook at all. She burned water once. She was boiling water for rice and it had oil in it. She got distracted. The water boiled off. The oil caught fire. She then threw water on it and nearly burned down her entire parents' house. (laughs) She can follow instructions on a microwave food. She can use the microwave to heat reheat leftovers. That's about it. Her mom and dad gave up on trying to teach her. I love cooking. I enjoy making tasty meals from scratch when I have the time. One of my go-to meals is fried chicken thighs and waffles. I used my dad's raffle recipe, and they come out light and crispy. Perfect. I don't always, I, I don't, uh, always make them, though, because it takes time. I cheat sometimes and use premix. They're heavier and kind of floppy, not crisp. So I'm making breakfast yesterday, and the kids are at the table. I have the chicken going, and I'm making waffles. It's a good morning. My wife decided to, quote, help and cover the waffles in foil so they stayed warm. They did. They also steamed and got soft. So I finished making myself a waffle and served my food and left the kitchen. She uh, can finish everything off. She does this constantly. I will be making steaks, and I'm resting them, and she throws them back on the grill to keep them warm. Oh, don't do that. I'll have the chicken fully cooked and tender, and uh, she will turn up the heat to dry it out just to make sure. I am sure. She came up to me yesterday for the 50th time and asked me why I always walk away when she tries to help. I explained to her for the 50th time that I try enjoy making good food and that her help is almost universally detrimental to the meal that I am trying to make. She thinks I'm the a-hole for caring so much about how food feels and tastes. I think she can do whatever she wants on the days it's her turn to cook, so am I the a-hole? Ah... Uh... This is a this is a this is a tough one because I could make a case that both of them are being somewhat of uh, an a hole. Well, how many times do you have to explain that food is meant to be a certain way? Sometimes I, I have to, you know. Sometimes I uh, I feel like uh you know, you know, like uh, like steaks need to rest. Yeah, you know, like you don't want to lift the. You don't want to lift the lid if you're if you're you know, making rice, right? You, know, you don't want to do that until it's ready. Yeah, I mean there there are certain things that are that are true about food. She's just not good at those. She's not good at those things, and and could and could care less. She and, just wants and to be helpful, right? And on the other hand, this guy may be just a little bit too militaristic in his control of the kitchen. I think uh, she is the ale. 
I might uh, I might see it your way. Yeah. I might see it your way. I think they 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 both have a whole potential. Uh but you know, to be honest, putting a steak back on the grill to keep it warm. That's a bad move. That's a bad decision. Well, I mean, and you can't get a thermometer. At least with a thermometer, you know if your husband's telling the truth by sticking a thermometer in there going, hey, it's up to whatever the temperature is for this particular uh, item. Yeah. Uh, that should be enough. People just don't think. They they, well, they don't know. You ready for they another don't. one? I'm ready. All right. Am I the a-hole for yes. drinking? Al- I know I am. Uh, but am I the a-hole for drinking alcohol around my pregnant girlfriend? <laughs> Molly, who's 21, and I, 30... Oh, boy. Have been together for a while now. We found out in January we're expecting our first baby due in September. She's currently 13 weeks pregnant, and we're both so excited. Now, Molly doesn't like me drinking alcohol at the best of times. I don't know why, but I think it's because she's never been legally able to drink it. (laughs) As soon as she became old enough to drink, she became pregnant, and I think she's holding some resentment towards me for it. Anyway, I don't drink alcohol very often. I come home from work maybe once or twice a week and have a beer with my evening meal. She does not like this at all. Whenever I try to become affectionate towards her with kisses, cuddling, or intimacy, she pushes me away and claims the smell of beer makes her feel sick. I think this is total BS, as she's never complained about the smell before, only since she's been pregnant. She's got mad at me a couple times for drinking, but I told her she can't be mad at me for something just because she can't do it. Last night we had a fight. She ended up sleeping on the couch because she she ended up sleeping on the couch because she claimed our bed sheets and my clothes stank of beer. I had only had a couple, but she said it was making her feel nauseous and ended up crying hysterically. Now I understand her hormones are all over the place, and she's going to be emotional when I say uh, hysterically so- sobbing. I mean actually bawling her eyes out. I tried to convince her to join me in bed again, but she got really angry with me and told me she's sick of my drinking problem, which I definitely do not have. I have about four to five beers a week max, and as I said, she's only mad about it because she's still unable to drink, despite able to do so legally. Mm. I'm, uh, I don't think I'm being unfair mm. to her. She can drink after she's given birth, and besides, it's not like she's missing out on much. I think turning 21 and your first taste of alcohol is overrated, so am I the a-hole? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of are the a-hole. You know, you know what? Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you know, he's wearing his denial like like an overcoat. Yeah. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt, my friend. Yeah, that's true. My my mom had a sticker on the, on the fridge that said that. <laughs> never got the message to my dad. Ever. <laughs> that hung on our refrigerator never read for any, years. Never read anything on the fridge. But, but because the, the irony of my life is that my dad was a severe alcoholic and my mother... Uh, and her coping mechanisms was a nurse at a drug and alcohol rehab. It was ve- that's where she was a nurse uh, for 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 quite a few years. She was. It was one of the places that she worked. That I did not know. Yes, I knew she was a nurse. I had no idea she was a nurse at a drug and alcohol. Well, rehab. you know, see, that's where is that where they met? See, that's where Alanis Morissette would have been more accurate by by changing the lyrics to ironic. Yeah. By saying, oh, yeah, a drunken guy. Yeah, Meet the Nagel family. Yeah, and his yeah, right. wife works at a So uh, in this situation, this scenario, it sounds like uh, he doesn't quite understand how disruptive he may be yeah. in this relationship with his 21-year-old barely legal wife. Yeah. This, uh, well, that was one of the comments. She was three months off her 20th birthday when we met as a very weird way to say she was 19. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And he he's he's definitely probably an alcoholic. Really? Yeah, because I don't think that he's only having five beers a week. No. I think if somebody's complaining the fact that you're if you have if somebody says you have a drinking problem, there might be an indication where you probably have a drinking problem. Yeah. I at this point in my life, I probably have like five drinks every eighteen months. Right, but this guy's thirty <laughs> but, years old. But this guy's thirty years old. He's so, still in the in the in the in the midst of it all. And yeah. uh, if she's got a problem with it, maybe it's because you've got a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, the whole thirty-year-old, uh, nineteen-year-old matchup is probably not the best idea either. Now you tell him. I I don't know. I just, it just seems kind of weird. Well, there you go. That's, there you uh, go. That's M-I-D-A. M-I-D-A. Oh, oh, see, now you don't even have the music. What are you talking about? Right on the spot. Listen, Bax, I'm going to need you to run a tighter board here. <laughs> you know what I'm going to need you to do? What? Shut your mouth. Okay. I mean that in a loving way. Yeah. I hope you understand. Looks like we're both the a-hole here. No kidding. 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. G- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 and the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let me see. Real quick. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on uh, rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Ben Christo, the guitar player from the Sisters of Mercy. He's been with the band for like the last 17 years. He's also got a brand new record out with his own band called Diamond Black. It's actually really quite good. And Sisters of Mercy is coming back uh, to uh, the United States for the first time in 15 years. They'll be in Boston on May 31st. So check out that interview. It's actually really, really cool uh, on uh, rock102.com. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'm not going to steer you wrong. If I say it's a good one, I mean it. That one was a real good one. It sounds like a good one. It actually is a real good one. Good. The next one's even better. I'm looking forward to it, hearing it. I, it's like, I don't know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Hitting, uh, hitting a good uh, batting percentage right now. Yeah, don't get too uh, cocky there. Bro. Not getting cocky. I know it could all fall apart. Next yeah. thing you know, I'm, I'm talking about, uh, you know, <clears throat> the safety dance by men with hats. What's wrong with that? Nothing. That just means uh, it just feels more like a last resort. All right. All right. I apologize to anyone who... Who lives their life for that song? Hey, guess what I'm doing uh, Friday night? What? I'm uh I'm DJing the the school the high school dance at uh, Gateway or the middle school dance, whatever it's called. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the '80s. Uh, it's an '80s theme. That's cool. Yeah, I thought you were kind of done with the DJ and stuff. Well, I'm gonna help out my kids' school when they ask me to. Right. If okay. I'm available, I will do it. And uh, so, well, because it saves them money, and I don't mind helping out and volunteering. It's only a couple hours on a Friday night. And all that equipment sitting in the closet collecting dust. Uh, No, I use it all the time. I got it hooked up in the house. I pretend like I'm at a wedding all day long, every day at my house. Can you imagine that? All right, time to run the Peloton today. Who wants to see the newlyweds come out here and (laughs) take a little exercise break? In the meantime, here's Butterfly Kisses. Yeah. 7.30, we have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's 7.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the old electric electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. 
Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A man has died since uh, Sunday's March 5th fire after being injured uh, in a detached shed fire in Agawam early Saturday morning. There were two people taken to the hospital as a result of the 6 a.m. fire over the weekend at 901 Main Street. Uh, the man who died was, uh, quote, older, the department stated, and was in critical condition following the fire. Both people were transported to Bay State, and the other person had been in stable condition with minor injuries. Uh, this is a terrible tragedy for the family and a loss for our community, said Agawam Fire Chief Alan Saroy. On behalf of the Agawam Fire Department, I want to express our heartfelt condolences and support. Chief Saroy, Agawam Police Chief Eric Gillis, State Fire Marshal Peter Ostrowski and Hampton DA Anthony Galuni announced the man's death in a press release yesterday afternoon. Officials said the shed was, quote, fully involved in fire when they arrived and the fire was extinguished quickly and there were no firefighter injuries. Uh, the detached shed was consumed by the flames, the f- fire department said. What a horrible, horrible Terrible. situation. Uh, you know, we were talking about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. There's been a data breach at Chick-fil-A. This is the reason why it was good for me not to go to a Chick-fil-A. Someone could have stolen your identity at Chick-fil-A, order the same kind of thing that you've been ordering. Chick-fil-A has confirmed a data breach of their mobile app that potentially exposed personal information of users. In a statement, the restaurant chain said the break impacted less than 2% of our customers, but added it has taken steps to prevent further breaches. Hey, a breach is a breach. Yeah. Chick-fil-A uh, noticed unusual login activity on a specific Chick-fil-A One account and then launched an investigation. The investigation determined by a cyber attack had been launched on the restaurant's website and app between December of 2022 and February of this year. The attack was launched using email addresses and passwords from a third-party source. The information taken from customers includes names, email addresses, Chick-fil-A membership numbers, mobile payment numbers, QR codes, money saved on Chick-fil-A accounts, and other personal information. The hackers also had access to credit and debit card numbers, but the only only the last four numbers of whatever card they were using to pay. Hey, it's well, dangerous you know, to go to these places. I, I know, but you know who wants to stand in those long lines at a Chick-fil-A? Nobody does. If you order ahead, you just you know you go, you pick up your food, and you're out of there. You don't have to sit in your car for all for like you know 45 minutes for a single package of uh, nuggets. And they have like I saw I don't even know what that is. I drove by the Chick Fil A in Chicopee, I don't know like a month ago. Yeah, they have like a, a like an actual person standing out there by the drive through to take the orders. Right, that's weird. It is a little. Why uh, wouldn't you just do the two speaker system, two window system, like every other place does? I don't. Uh, I don't really know. You know, uh, occasionally when we uh, when we find that uh, there's nothing in the house uh, that we want for dinner, we will order some uh, some stuff online through an app to a restaurant I'd rather not name because of what I'm about to say. But uh, the deal is, you order through the app, and like so many other restaurants. The, uh, they prepare the food, and then they have a table, and then they just leave everything out on the table. Your name is on the bag. Yeah. You come into the store, you grab the, your bag, and you get out of there. Now, here's the thing that I, <clears throat> that I have yet to really understand about this process. What's preventing me uh, from just walking in there and grabbing a bag and not paying? Get out of my head. Because nobody is checking the order. Nobody is checking my name. Right. Nobody is checking my cell phone. So I was going to read you this story about Tandem Bagel. Yeah. Right? 
Tandem Bagel in Northampton is now moving out of its location and it's moving into the Stop and Shop Plaza in Northampton. I guess, I think right now it's in downtown maybe? I'm not sure. Because uh, there's one in Florence too. Oh yeah, it's just off of King Street and it's going to relocate next to the Stop and Shop. Okay. okay. So uh, the reason why I wanted to read this is because I went in there on the on the, the vacation that uh, we took just recently. Yeah. I figured, oh, you know what? I'll get up and get some uh, get some bagels. You know, get some uh, sure. cream cheese and stuff like that. And then I uh, I had ordered this thing. I don't know, like twenty minutes prior to being there. So I uh, I get there, and and it was the one in East Hampton. And I go in there, and uh, my bag's not there. You know, like a bag of a dozen bagels and some cream cheese. And it was gone. And I was, and everybody else is coming in and picking up their bags. And I'm like, what, did they forget it? Is it like in the back? So the the the, uh, the girl, and, you know, it happens. I, like, I'm I'm pretty, I don't really complain that much. Mm. It's a slight inconvenience. Right. Because you already paid for it. I have the receipt. It's not like I'm lying about buying this stuff. And uh, she's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought I filled it. Which, which led me to believe, did somebody take it? Like, how, it's not, there's nobody policing those. When you go to a Starbucks or any of those places that have to-go things yeah. with names on the orders, nobody's policing that. So how easy would it be for me to just walk in and grab somebody else's order? If if you're someone who has ordered and are, and are waiting in the store for your order, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if you order ahead... You could just walk in and grab anything. That's what I'm saying. Like, Which I've always wondered, like, how, what's the fail safe with this? Now, I, you know, no one has ever walked away with my bag of food. Yeah. That hasn't happened. And that's why I don't want to tell you where this place is at, because I don't want any of you little bastards to be stealing my food. But I've always wondered, how has that not happened more often? Yeah. Because I, prob- I could go to this one place and my bag, it never shows up. I would imagine that it happens probably quite frequently. Yeah. You get somebody who, you know, if they're hungry, what's stopping you from just walking in your local fast food restaurant and grabbing out of the DoorDash bin? Well, you don't, you, it's not like they're showing IDs or anything there. They're just grabbing the stuff off the thing. Yeah. Which I, you know, it's like uh, that, that, that confounds that, me. That'll probably be the next thing. <sighs> You're going to have like, you know what it is? It's going to be like a heat locker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you're gonna have to like put your, you know how like when you run your credit card and and you know they can tell that you purchased something here or I, there. I, I realize that a place that a lot of places have a hard time filling in positions, but I think a necessary position is someone who is in charge of making sure those orders go to the right people. Because anyone, any slob, can walk in and out of there with the wrong stuff. Yeah, you don't want that. No, you're taking my bagels. Somebody took my bagels. They rectified the situation immediately, but it was just. Well, what kind idea. of bagels did you get? I got all kinds. I really? got, uh, yeah, I got Asiago cheese. Oh, that's bagels, a good one. Pretzel bagels. Pretzel bagels. Yeah, garlic bagels. Oh, that's good. Sesame bagels. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know. I think, that, I think that was about it. But it was those like are good, those are good. Ba- those are good bagels. And with the uh, the salmon cream cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. You like that, right? I do like that. Yeah, I like the locks and the onion and the and the capers and the, you know, yeah, that I like whole, that too. That whole yeah, like, thing. <sighs> oh, anyway, and yet I don't see any bagels here uh, with us this morning. Would you like a muffin from uh, Miss uh, Sizenall? No, I had I had the muffins. Oh, well, they were delicious. Go. I got uh, three left. Well, I'm going to eat one later. It's all right. 
Uh, a truck might have been a better choice for a getaway vehicle here, or really anything that runs on gasoline. Two uh, dummies, I guess you could call them, near Atlanta, recently stole a bunch of stuff from a Sam's Club. So much they could barely fit it all in their car. <laughs> they walked off with several gaming systems and random other stuff like electric toothbrushes. But the police were able to catch up with them at about 10 miles down the road when they had to stop to recharge their Tesla. Teslas can take 30 minutes or more to fully charge, so you yeah. have to plan ahead, which they apparently didn't. The stuff they stole was $8,700. Jesus. So now they're facing felony charges. They also had several guns, a few bags of weed. So cops tacked on charges for possession of marijuana with intent to distribute and the possession of a firearm while committing a crime. Had these people had come to the Steve Nago College of Knowledge, first of all, do not use an electric vehicle for a getaway. Well... Use your. You can use an electric vehicle as as your getaway. I mean, that's that's you know good for the environment and uh, you know, very fuel efficient. Yeah. But you gotta charge up before you go. That should be like the first thing you do, because you know you gotta think. Hey, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's uh, charge up the Tesla. Go to a Sam's Club and rip the place off. Oh, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's. How long for uh, until we're fully charged? Oh, another five minutes. That's when you go to the Sam's Club, and then you start picking uh, enough stuff to fill up the Tesla. Now, here's the thing I don't know. Mm -hmm. What's the towing capacity of an un, uh, a not fully charged Tesla? Probably uh, the gross weight, what is it, GVW, gross vehicle weight? Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm thinking if you know, you're having a hard time fitting gaming systems and toothbrushes yeah. into a car, you might want to have picked a bigger car. Yeah, like uh, go with an SUV. Yes. They make electric hybrids, yeah. too. Not, not like a lot of tow. I mean, you no. don't need like a ball hitch or anything like that, but you at least got to make sure you got some cargo space. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. At the top of the mountain looking down. Awesome. Trails blanketed in white. Perfect. Nothing between you and the base but adrenaline. Let's do this. Well, and the stop you'll make halfway down to defog your glasses. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 7.51 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy. Uh, well, it's sunny right now, but it's going to get cloudy with a high of 38. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It is uh, 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow night, we are going to be uh, celebrity bartending at the Student Prince mm -hmm. in downtown Springfield to uh, help uh, the Boy Scouts. The, uh, the Western Mass Council on the Boy Scouts of America. We did this last year. Great, uh, great event. In fact, it was one of the uh, the most successful fundraising uh, bartending events uh, in Fort history. Really? That's what I was told. Now, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how shifty the guy uh, was who told me this information, but uh, that's what I was told. I don't know if I would trust a regular patron at the bar on numbers <laughs> at the fort. Yeah, this is the biggest one we've ever seen. Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of uh, local celebrities uh, involved. You, me, uh, Ray Gilmet, Araya Velvis, ah. uh, uh, the guy that owns uh, Hot Table. Okay. Uh, all the Hot Tables, that guy. Oh, that place is good. I actually like Hot Table. That's yeah, good. I had a chicken parm sandwich in there once. Yeah. Damn. I want to get myself the Cubano one of these days. Oh, yeah. I want to try that. Uh, I love a good Cuban. Who else? Uh, let's see. It's, uh, let's see. Chris Thompson from the Westfield Starfires. 
mm-hmm. let's see, a bunch of guys I don't really know. A couple of uh, now you're insulting. Couple financial guys, yeah, couple of uh, lawyers involved. You oh, know, lawyers, guns, and money. Here oh, we yeah. go. That's exactly right. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be a humdinger of a night, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Yes, we will. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, uh, Wisconsin man is getting some attention after renting out a billboard to advertise himself as Wisconsin's number one bachelor. Robert Siegfried feels like he's exhausted of all his dating options and is trying to find the one. I'd like to walk down the sidewalk on a nice summer day and just hold someone's hand. Dating sites just weren't working for me. Match and Tinder and just none of them were working. I hope people take it serious. I want someone to take it serious. Don't be shy. Call me. Damn. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know what? I think uh, I think you're out of luck now. Well, I even mean, more so than ever. You know, he did uh, at one point ask the reporter out that was interviewing him, and she politely declined. And she's clearly much younger than he is. <laughs> oh well. Well, I mean, hey, anybody who's got money for a billboard, you know. Yeah, yeah but see, that's that to me sounds like uh, an act of desperation. Yeah. And if you respond to that billboard for a guy who's just looking for a date. I don't know. Little too needy. Little Little bit too too much. Clip number two, a waitress in the UK says uh, she has had a lifelong fear of ketchup, and the condiment has even brought her to tears at certain points. Here is Charlie Everett talking about her major phobia. It's quite unusual for me to be near a lot of ketchup bottles. Um, Like, if I I just feel really, it almost feels like they want to come and eat me. And they want to hurt me. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be near it. I just want it away. If these ketchup bottles were open, I would not be in this room. I would be sprinting down that road. The smell is suffocating. Oh, it's warm. Warm. Ketchup is a delicious condiment. It ke- goes well on so many different things. Is ketchup uh, like a hot condiment in the UK? I don't believe so. She said warm. Well, maybe it's like one of them warm packages of uh, of ketchup that you would like find in a fast food restaurant. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Are you afraid of clowns? Yes. A new study shows that more than half of people are scared of clowns. Some of the scientific reasons people have this fear is from negative portrayals of clowns in pop culture. Clown makeup is hiding the person's real emotions and their unpredictable behavior makes people uncomfortable. Here's a clip uh, from the movie Devil's Rejects to help with the study. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Yeah. Have you seen that commercial uh, for uh, Ocean Spray? Cranberry juice? Um, no. So there's a lady drinking like a gallon jug of, uh, of cranberry juice. Yeah. She must either really like cranberry juice or have the worst UTI in the world. Anyway... She's there with her kids, right? And uh, there's a clown, and the clown says hello. And in her mind, she says, "Ooh, I got a an intense fear of clowns." And then, you know, what she does next is she winds up kicking the clown in the face twice with her leg. And I'm thinking, uh, what does this have to do with cranberry juice? I've never seen that. You've never seen that one. I have never. It's out there, man. It's a commercial where this woman kicks a clown in the face twice while she's drinking uh, cranberry juice from a gallon jug. Wait a second. 
Uh, cranberry, is it Ocean Spray? Ocean Spray. Cranberry Ocean Spray. Clown. Clown video. Clown commercial. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay, you got it? Ready? Uh, okay. Well, it might be an ad before. Yes. There's an ad for a leave. Before. 12 hours of uninterrupted leave. 12 hours uh, of uninterrupted leave. Uh, okay. here we go. Tell me when it's ready. Yep. Mom, okay. look, a clown. Ocean Spray can make a juice drink with only one gram of sugar and still keep all of that powerful flavor, then I can do anything. I can overcome my fear of clowns. Well, hello there. Ah! <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's like, what the hell just what happened? What do you do with all that power? What? She kicked that clown right in the face. Okay, so they're trying to indicate that the cranberry juice has some magical power in it because of the antioxidants in cranberry. Oh, sure, right. Uh, there's some antioxidants that is going to help you. I get that aspect of it. That's like a good hook. Yeah. But she just knocked the clown out cold with her feet, like drop kicked him. Why? Listen, I can understand her being uh, you know, that angry, trying to take care of that, you know, chasing that UTI with all that cranberry juice. But for the love of Jesus, don't kick the clown. Yeah, that that's a, there's some weird you, you stuff hadn't, out there. You hadn't seen that one? No, that was the first time I'd ever seen that it. That is the most messed up co- commercial I've ever seen in my life. Very messed up. I'm glad we. I'm glad you showed me that today. You see, and that was now hear this oh, and see this too. <laughs> Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny to start and then cloudy with a high of 38 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 45. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. You see the uh, the video of uh, Justin Turner from the Red Sox getting hit in the face with a baseball I yesterday? Have, I'm trying to find the video. Oh, my uh, God. You have it, uh, but, uh, yeah. This, yeah. It, this is what uh, what happened uh, yesterday. Just, uh, just take a listen to, uh, oh, yeah. uh, to that. You got it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Justin Turner, one of those bodyguards. Oh. There he is. Climbs in. I love this guy. Ouch. To one. Oh, oh my man! Turner, look out! Christ. Up and in on Justin that Turner is that's awful. awful. This uh, he got hit yesterday. He needed uh, sixteen stitches to his uh, to the to the face, and uh, you watch it and you're just going, uh, "Should I have watched this? Should I have uh, should I have watched this a number of times? Sixteen stitches, no fractures, and uh, all clean scans. So I mean, he's uh, wow. He'll come back." Uh, but, uh, that, uh, Ooh, Jesus, that hurts. Well, you're thinking, uh, you know, it's anywhere, even a slow pitch at 75 miles an hour is still going to hurt. And you're, well, how did they say how fast it was? Um, I mean, not that it matters. You not that it beaner to the face. You, not that uh, it, not that it matters, but I haven't seen any, uh, any indication about how fast the pitch was, but, uh, Matt Manning from Detroit, uh, that goon threw that uh, that uh, that mean fastball right down the right down. Did the he, guys suck. Did he do it on purpose? No, I think it's a pitch that just got away from him. But nevertheless, uh, that was a bad deal. When I was a kid, I got hit in the face with a baseball. Yeah, and it was like right before a game, and I was uh, I, I played first base. Okay, yeah. so it's before the game you know you're throwing balls around the infield and we had a shortstop that had like a like a laser cannon for an arm and uh i'm going after the ball you know got my got my glove out ready to hit it and the ball for whatever reason uh starts to curve up maybe like good five feet before it gets to my glove so it hits the top of my glove and then hits me right in the nose 
right in the nose, and I went down like a bag of wet slop. Were you bleeding all over the place? All over the place. Yeah, broken and noses aren't fun. Not fun. So, I, uh, needless to say, I I didn't uh, play in the game. I did go to the emergency room, though, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it was a, uh, a, a small fracture to the nose, oh. but I... Never played baseball the same way so, ever ever again. Did you break your nose? I broke my nose. All right, but a small fracture. Small it fracture. Probably could yeah. have been worse if you, that thing didn't hit the top of your glove, right? I exactly. Yeah. I, I could have wow. gotten. I could have gotten killed had it not hit the the top of my glove. But but luckily you're still here. Yes. But I, I just cringed so hard when I watched. Listen. I, I know I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I don't want anything. To, you don't want anybody getting hurt like that. That's just awful. Yeah, the the fact that he's from the Red Sox is actually uh, insignificant. The, well, the, the sometimes, fact, well, it depends that, on who it is. Don't tell me that's not true either. How many times have yeah. would Red Sox fans would have loved to seen Alex Rodriguez take a ball to the face and not Derek Jeter? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I mean that's just uh, that's just uh, yeah. that's just natural being a fan, you know. But I would I would have loved to seen uh, you know balls hit the face of uh, oh I could go back to Thurman Munson or uh, oh anybody Don Mattingly I would have liked to seen that a Don couple Don Mattingly yeah Craig Nettles definitely yeah. would like to have seen that one yeah. even yeah. Mickey Rivers could use a good uh, a good uh, knock to the to the sucker even, every now and even then Mickey Mantle Mickey Mantle that guy yeah. sucks nothing no. little, nothing good about it ever came out of Mickey Mantle's career no he like was, to see him get beaned he was just taking punches to the liver but. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that story that Jim Bouton came in here and told about Mickey Mantle. Oh my God! When yeah, he, when he was said that, uh, you know, Mickey Mantle's like like crap faced, like yeah. really crap faced. One day at one, you know, one of the other times that he's been crap faced <laughs> at the one, yeah, not the one and only time. And they're all looking at him like he ain't gonna hit that ball. And all of a sudden, he hits a beaner uh, right out of the park. And uh, when they gets back to home plate, they're like. Mickey, how the hell did you hit that thing? He's like, there's three balls. I just aimed for the one in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, these injuries. Uh, and is that why – how come they don't wear – I thought they do wear those face guard things now. I thought that was well, like, a, like a standard thing now. I think it really depends on the player. Not everybody wants to wear that kind of equipment because they either feel it's, it's – uh, you know, it's it's too restrictive or or whatever. But not every every batter wears that. Yeah. But you know, this. I mean, even if it were there, mm-hmm. you know, if it hit him like around the eye, depending on you know that that guard wouldn't have protected his entire face. But even just to get hit in the head with a helmet, you're still getting your bell rung on something like yeah, that. Yeah. But my point is, the whole idea of a helmet is to prevent the more severe damage. So I don't know why. Uh, you know, if you're going to make rules like, oh, let's put in a pitch clock, yeah. how about you make a rule to keep people safe on the field? You got 90-mile-an-hour fastballs coming at you. Yeah. No, he didn't. I'm trying to think if he, I'm trying to see if he had that guard on him. And I don't know if he had very much protection on the on the left-hand side. But, oh, God, that just – I'm looking at it again. I, I, every time I look at it, I feel like I shouldn't be looking at this. But then I keep looking at it over and over again. I'm going, oh, my God, this poor guy. It's just an awful injury. <sighs> 16 stitches to your yeah. face. I mean, it's going to make you look total badass. 
But you know, when I when I got you know hit in the in the face, you know, I was like uh, I was like ball shy. Yeah. For the, for the for the rest of the time I played baseball, even even after I went into like a different, I went up a league. Uh, I I I was just always afraid of getting hit in the face again, and I never did. But all, I, but I couldn't, uh, you know. I, it's like it's PTSD. You don't want to have that happen again, do you? Kinda. I mean, that's ex- that exactly. But oh my god, that the the, the 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 I can even still feel it. Not the not the pain, but I remember the the feeling of kind of like losing consciousness for like yeah. a half a second and so, and falling to to the ground. So how old were you? <sighs> Was I eighth grade? Ninth eighth? I think eighth grade. Yeah, 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 and uh, and that that ended your baseball career forever. Like, and and that was like the one in like you were like one injury away, you were one step away from signing a deal with the Red Sox. Oh, and listen. you got hit in the face, and enough. Baxendale's out. He's, oh, uh, the contract is gone. He was going to be the youngest player we ever had. If I, if if that were the case, I would have been. Uh, I was. I'm sure I was being scouted. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure you were. No, actually, there were some Boy Scouts that were there. That were uh, you know waiting to go to their. <laughs> we need to go to their pack meeting. Uh, well, I'm glad this guy's okay because that. I mean, <clears throat> 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Any I, even like I said, even a slow pitch, even a slow pitch at 70 miles an hour would still hurt. Listen, if if a Tim Wakefield knuckleball hit you in the coconut, you'd yeah. feel it, and you'd be saying, "Hey, hey, hey!" I mean, like, "Hey, Tim, watch, how come you watch couldn't that deli- thing?" And you can say, "Hey, Tim, how can you deliver that when uh, you know back in the playoffs when you screwed that whole thing up?" Wasn't he the one that gave up the home run to Aaron Boone? Was it Tim Wakefield? I think it was in 2003. I now it, it might have been. I think it was Tim Wakefield. Yeah, went out there. Anyhow, it's uh, 8:19 yeah. with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Classic Rock. It's 8:26 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny to start, then mostly cloudy. Going to see uh, a high of 38 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 45. It is 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, that didn't take very long. What? Our little discussion about uh, Justin Turner getting hit in the face with a baseball. Why? Already, uh, already sparking letters. Do we have a letter? A letter. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. I'll reach right at him. Oh, letters. Oh, we get letters. comes to us all the way from White Plains, New York. White Plains, New York? Uh, yes. I didn't know we reached that far. Uh, we don't. Apparently this guy is listening online to the stream, and so I say hello to you, sir. Well, hello, Mr. White Plains. Uh, you guys are crossing the line by even in jest telling your listening audience who would you like to see hit in the face by a pitch. Try to remain a bit more impartial, even though I know you're just trying to energize your base. What? We weren't suggesting that we wanted to see anybody, anybody, get hit in the face no. with a baseball. I said, and this is this is you know to call yourself a quote listener and not and really, not listen. really listen to what I was saying. Uh, I was saying that. Uh, Listen, the guy's a Red Sox, and I'm not a Red Sox fan. Like I'm not—he's a player for the Red Sox. I'm not a Red Sox fan. 
However, I would never want to see anybody get severely injured and get hit in the face like yes, that. Yes, and I agree. And then I said, I also said, well, oh, come on, though. Like, how many times have you seen Alex Rodriguez at Fenway Park and Red Sox fans would love to have seen him get hit in the face? Yes, I'm not, and, and I'm probably, not promoting the yeah. idea of plunking a guy in a Yankee uniform. And then uh, then we see uh, the whole, uh, you know, uh, we start name you start naming people. Oh, well, yeah, you know, all these uh, players that you yeah. would have liked to have seen get hit in the face. <laughs> But nobody's promoting that. No, I mean, I would and, never. It's, and I if, mean, it's a, I, having been hit in the face with a baseball, it's the last thing I'd ever want to in, uh, wish on anybody. Yeah. Energizing our base. But energizing our base. And it's not yeah. like our base is uh, is out there, you know, you know about ready to yeah. toss fungos into someone's face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just like that term, energizing the base. <laughs> So next time when I'm doing something, I'm going to say, when you say, what are you doing? I'll be like, yeah. I'm just energizing the base, Bax. <laughs> I'm dropping you know, the base and then I'm energizing it. You know, if you're in the throes of passion with your significant other and it's just not yeah. uh, it's not going where you yeah. want it to, try energizing the yeah, base. Yeah, energizing the base, Energizing baby. the base. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. Yeah. It's at 829. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. This morning will be brisk and chilly with a blend of sun. Calm. 833 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. <laughs> Rent the all-electronic, the all-electric Ionic 5. I don't know why I keep doing that. The all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A person in distress has been taken to the hospital after several alleged attempts to stab police officers in Chicopee. On Sunday around 6 a.m., dispatchers received a 911 call from a person in crisis in the area of the 700 block of Chicopee Street. Officers located the person matching the description provided by the caller that was sitting on the sidewalk. As officers made an attempt to talk to the person, they stood up and pulled out a large knife and ran towards the police cruiser. The person allegedly made several attempts to stab the vehicle and the officer. The officer was not harmed in the incident and pulled their vehicle back and waited for more officers to arrive. As a backup appeared, officers made a second attempt to talk to the person. The person pulled out a knife again and advanced towards officers and allegedly made threats. Officers made several verbal commands to stop the person, but they became very aggressive and did not listen to commands. A stun gun was used by police officers in an attempt to get the person to drop the knife. The person was placed in handcuffs and taken to the hospital for evaluation. The responding officers showed great restraint and professionalism while handling this call. Every year, our officers receive training in how to respond to a crisis call. This call is just an example of how important that training is. They, this call could have got, had a very different outcome, said the Chickabee police. Yeah, he's definitely right about that. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, how many times have you heard somebody, uh, they were holding a knife and then they get shot and then, um, you know, uh, it turns out that the person was suffering mental illness and uh, really just needed some help. Now, I mean, we don't know exactly what happened here, but this is a, what a messed up situation. Uh, East Long, several parents informed 22 News about concerns of leaks at the East Long Middle High School. Now, these aren't uh, like wiretapping leaks, you know, no. nobody's giving away uh, pertinent information. Right. In, in all fairness, I've, I've taken a leak at the East Long Middle High School. The uh, I have too. One time I went to see a, a show there. It was like a 
like a dance competition. Yeah, I I once had to go to a swim meet there, yeah. and uh, you know that's nine and a half hours long, and uh, yeah, at some point you got to go. Does the swimming pool have that old tile, like that old like uh, tile that was cool in the sixties? Uh, well, in in this case, it was cool in the eighteen sixties. Yeah. You know, I was wrong uh, earlier when I was speaking about the East Hampton High School. It's yeah. actually the middle school that I saw. Oh, okay. So somebody corrected me on that. But it's a pretty nice middle school, too. I don't, you don't realize, like, the population of areas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the, there's, this, there's that uh, Hampshire Regional in Southampton. Yeah. It's a nice school, and it's huge. And it's like you don't realize how many people are coming from all those towns around to go to that regional high school. Yeah. So I don't know if East Hampton's the same way or is just the people in East Hampton. You know, uh, this is going to make me sound uh, very old, but mm. when I was a Ute, uh, second, third grade, I uh, I went to school at a four-room schoolhouse. A four-room schoolhouse. Yeah, that's right. Four-room schoolhouse. That building still stands today, not as a school. But uh, a four-room schoolhouse, and uh, there's the there's a Facebook group that uh, that uh, you know shows pictures of what the building looks like now. What's it called? It was called North Rehoboth School, and you know it had, had you know K through three, uh, and it was a uh, I think there were like 17 kids in my class in third grade. How do you spell Rehoboth? R E H O B O T H, Rehoboth, just like it sounds. School, huh? North Rehoboth School. Yeah. I thought it was Rehoboth. No, R-O. it's not. North it's, it's not. Oh, look at that. You went there? I went, I went there. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's a tiny little school. Went there for two years. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, they have the, there's a little uh, school uh, in Huntington. It's like the old schoolhouse. Yeah. And it's like no bigger than th- maybe the size of this studio. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, that must have been... Uh, well, I guess when you only have five people, what's the difference? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to. Do you ever go back to an old school? I'm sorry. I'm being corrected again. It's K through eight. Oh, my God. It's not a middle school. It's K through eight. Okay. Well, thank it's you. technically middle school. I mean, it's like six, seven, and eight is like middle school age. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, but this. Go ahead. Do you ever go back to an old school? Uh yeah, my my nephew was playing basketball at my old middle school, uh-huh. uh, Beckwith Middle School in Rehoboth. Okay, and the school hasn't changed very much. You know, it's still the same building, the same paint, the same colors, the same everything. And uh, I remember going there and watching this game and feeling like, oh my god, this seems so much larger. Yeah. In 1978. Yeah. It seemed like, and it puts you back into this mindset of like, oh my God, now I realize why I didn't really like it all that much here. It seemed larger or it seemed smaller to you? It's it seems so much smaller today oh, right. than when I was a student there in the se- in the mid seventies. Because you only remember it at like you weren't like a fully developed adult yet. You were still a kid. Steve, so then I'm when still you, not a fully developed adult. I I meant uh, age wise. Oh and, yeah, and and maybe uh, physically. Uh, but yeah, you you were small when you went there. You really don't realize how much you grow from that time of, like, you know, 17 to 25. Yeah, and now I'm a big, giant man. And now you go back to these 
these little tiny schools and you're going, oh my God, how did I, yeah. how did I even get around in this place? Those kids reading Gulliver's Travels and then you walk through the school, they're like, oh, look at the giant. He's a thousand feet tall. Yeah. My job was to squash Lilliput. Well, anyway, they want to do some, uh, they're looking for a new building is what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, well. But, uh. That's going to run you. This town got some money for that. I don't know if they got money for that. They're going to need some uh, they're going to need a little bit of help on that one. Do you think uh you think that, like when they build a new high school now from now on anywhere around here they're going to consult with the Minichog people to know how to actually wire the lighting <laughs> so you don't have the instance where you can't shut the lights off? I I hope. I hope that's the case. I mean, it's fixed now, but I'm just saying you know, maybe they should, you know, do a little consulting with the other schools. Yeah, like how do we turn the lights off? You know, how do we uh, how do we do this thing or that thing? Multiple fire crews were called to Loudville Road. What? Loudville Road. What? Loudville Road. I can't hear you. Uh, it's in West Hampton for a motor vehicle over an embankment. Northampton Fire says the car was seen on its roof in the brook before fire crews arrived. The driver was able to remove themselves from the car. According to the Northampton Fire, they were uninjured. The vehicle had also not been leaking any fluids. See, the headline made it suggest like they just found a car in a brook and nobody was around it. Right. And then you have to read all the way through the story to go, oh, yeah, there was somebody in that car. Because I, I would drove by a car in, uh, in, um, in Huntington the other day. Well, I guess it would be Montgomery. Okay. The town of Montgomery. And it was just like sitting on the side of the, the this this main road. It was just sitting in the embankment, and it's like uh, maybe the car broke down, but it was there for like two days. Hmm. Makes you wonder, like somebody like steals a car and then just abandons it randomly. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know where the hell you would go unless you had another car picking you up, because you wouldn't want to be just. Could you call a, an Uber? No, it's not like you're at like a major intersection where you could call an Uber. Yeah, Uber I guess Uber ain't gonna come out that way. It's too bad. Um, there was a couple other things here that I have here. Uh, yeah, state police have taken over patrols in Greenfield during the overnight hours. According to the state police union, troopers are, re- are covering the city between 3 a.m. and 7 a.m. A state police command center has been set up outside the Greenfield Police for when the department is not staffed. They don't just let them use their office? I don't think they do, no. Why not? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what the rules are up there. It's like a lawless society in Greenfield anyway. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the old West out there. It is it's like the Wild West. Greenfield police said proposed cuts to patrols to accommodate budget cuts passed by the city council last year. It's unclear how long troopers will be covering Greenfield. However, state police said they will support the city until the issue is resolved. They take on a lot, though. The uh, state police. Oh yeah. You know, you already got coverage up in that Shelburne area to begin with, and then you got to you know cover more people for Greenfield. Well, you know, where do you get the best overtime? Greenfield. <laughs> the uh, annual, <laughs> at least if you do a no-show job over there, everybody understands why. Uh, the annual Blarney blowout is now over at UMass, and the after-effects are being seen. The Amherst Fire Department said they handled. See, this one still says twenty-eight ambulance transports on Saturday, twenty-eight ambulance transports, but there was over seventy ambulance calls. So. That could mean, like, exhaustion or, you know, a d- bunch of different things you could be treated at the scene for. Uh, and this, uh, 28 ambulance transports on Saturday alone, and this was more than Amherst can handle alone. 
The uh, unsanctioned pre-spring break St. Patrick's celebration once again was a massive party. Unsurprisingly, the day was filled with a lot of alcohol. And for a good chunk of students, too much alcohol was consumed. Uh, while some ambulance calls are expected at every Blarney blowout, this year there were 28, meaning not only Amherst uh, had to step in to help. The number of calls really impacts the region as a whole because we're pulling ambulances out of service from other cities and towns that have come here and respond to our needs, which means they're at a deficit. So we want to plan better to avoid that in the future. That's Amherst Town Manager Paul Bockelman. Thankfully, none of the 28 cases were life-threatening. Bockelman said the town and university will continue to work on educating students on how to consume alcohol safely. Yeah, and guess what? Guess what will happen? Uh, they will they will go to those, they, they, will, they will hear what you have to say, and they will immediately discount everything you just said. Yeah, exactly. Because if you got a chance to drink booze with electrolytes, caffeine, water, in a gallon jug, doggone it, you're going to keep on doing it. Yeah. That's it. I'm carrying around my gallon jug of water. It's not water, though. You know what it is? It's the Cyborg. I got it from a guy named Cy. I got two gallon jugs. One for the booze and one for when I can't find the toilet. Who is ready to go to the bloody blowout this weekend at UMass? Come on. Called You Smash. That's what we do all the time here. I am going to puke up all night long. Come on, Bobby. We're going down to the quadrangle, and we're going to watch those girls that have the UMass written on the back of their shorts. I think it says mass. I'm going to drink so much, it's going to help energize my base. Hey, hey, go help that girl puking over in the corner. Make sure her hair's had her back. She ain't going to be able to make out later. With that vomit in her hair. That's all right. I'll wipe her mouth with my sleeve on my UMass jacket. Hey, look what I got. Ambrosia. Ambrosia and Borg, baby. <laughs> Who's ready to go with me? You're not talking about the uh, the band from the 1970s, I'm not, are you? You know what? You know what? I miss it. It's not Ambrosia. It's a... Uh, what is the is, is is like a Jewish wine? What is that stuff? The Manischewitz? Not Manischewitz. It's maybe it's not maybe it's not Jewish in nature. Maybe it's uh, I I can't remember what it's a it's it's in a bottle. It's re Lambrusco. Lambrusco. Yeah, Lambrusco. That's not really a Jewish thing, is it? No, I don't. Manischewitz. Think it is. I'm getting yeah, Manischewitz yeah. is, but I don't think uh, Lambrusco. Lambrusco was uh that that's like cheap crappy stuff. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, you can let the twist top aerate on top of the bottle. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, originating uh, originates from uh, uh, the town of Romania, uh, Lombardy. Lombardy. <clears throat> yeah, it's an Italian wine. All Lem- right, so get out the Lambrusco and let's get this party started, bitches. All right. Your point today is going to be sunny to start, but then it's going to get cloudy. But you know what? The sun is always shining at the bloody blowout, bitches. It's like 30-something in downtown Springfield. I got King Cobras and Lances ready to go. I got the Old English. I can't even spell it or say it. Old English. 800. Here we go. And that's the news on Rock 102. Ah! Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852. And Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 
Uh, I just gave you the forecast. Um, I'm reading more about this this blackout rage gallon thing. Yeah, and then they there was one story where 22 like interviewed uh, the students. Remember we were saying like how come we didn't you know they're interviewing the computer guy from yeah, the computer what, store. Western Mass about, News was getting answers yeah. by talking to guys who run who own a computer shop. Well, because they were trying to connect the whole TikTok thing with a computer guy, but and nothing wrong, nothing is wrong with the computer guy, and nothing is wrong with the computer store. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have been the guy I would go to to talk about TikTok. Right, I'd be asking a, a tech expert, or you know, like a like a like a, like a social media expert, like at the college. Yeah, you know, UMass probably has one of those. Probably do. Uh, so they go. UMass senior uh, Patrick Hayes told Twenty Two News. It was pretty crazy. We went to a big street, and then the cops ended up shutting it down. So we all kind of just migrated over to the next house, and then migrated to another one. It went on and on. I was borging, so it was pretty sick. <laughs> it's, called the, it's called the Blackout Rage Gallon. You dump half water in it, then vodka, then you put a Mio in it, and you really don't taste the alcohol. Makes it really fun, man. What's a Mio? Of one of those little single-serving hydrating drink mixes. Oh, That's what they were talking yeah, about yeah, with yeah. those. That's or the, the, actual, the electrolytes so the, or the, the caffeine. It's either a Mio, like a like a single pack, or it's probably the 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 liquid that you can make. You know, you see the little liquid gotcha. drink things. Gotcha. But it makes it pretty fun. <laughs> like, what other reaction did you think you were going to get from a partying UMass student? Hell yeah, man. You know Boards. You know, I'm a, I'm here in a free boat, uh, philosophy major. Really expected to really uh, show some of my intellect when I get out. Then they, then but they, not yet. I still have to finish my Borg gallon. And then uh, yeah, they interviewed this other kid. You walk right by the frat, you see people getting wheeled out. We saw people getting wheeled out yesterday. People just, like, go on a party at the Blarney. I've never gone to a Blarney, and I also know a lot of people who have never been to a Blarney or do the smaller celebrations. Yeah, that's a kid who studies on the weekends. Yeah, I'm I'm majoring in applied mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's the kid that you want to have, the one that doesn't get involved in all that stuff. Yeah, but you know that. But, I'd rather have my kid be a nerd and not do anything. No, I, than I do that. I listen. I uh, I totally get that, but I also know that nerds can be changed. Yeah. They like, can be changed. Like you can you can take a bona fide college nerd yeah. and damage him for the li- for a lifetime. We did that. You did that. Yeah. We had a, a kid who uh nice kid, don't get me wrong, real intelligent kid. First day in the in the dorm, he shows up with his accordion. Oh, really? So we're thinking this kid's gonna be a project we can all get on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it starts off slow. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a, a studious young man. You know, he practices his accordion, and then you know, he goes back to the library to study some more. And then we start, you know, talking to him about the uh, the accordion. We introduce him uh, around the the rest of the uh, the dorm, and and then we ask him, hey, could you could you play some Black Sabbath on that accordion? And he, you know, he he would play some Black Sabbath. Could you play some Led Zeppelin? He play some Led Zeppelin. Could you could you could you play this thing or that thing? And he, and he would do it. And the more we started to kind of massage this guy through and then introduce him to something like, uh, I don't know, uh, King Cobras yeah, or yeah, uh, King like Cobra. an old English 800 or a, like a like a like a pack of uh, Stroh's Light. Oh, Some, Stroh's. Yeah. Something something cheap and awful. 
all of a sudden that kid started to turn around. You and he broke would, him out of his shell. He would only play his accordion when he was loaded. And I respect that kid very, very much. He didn't do very much with his life, but I got to tell you, the guy was great at the at the accordion and uh, wound up being a lot of fun. I'm glad it, you you uh, yeah we poisoned the mind we, of a young man who we probably, ruined, ruined that kid for the next uh, two or three generations. What does he do now? He's what? I think he's an engineer. Well, so he's successful. Yeah, but I, I think it took like several you know you know professional interventions to make that happen. All right. All right. And people ask you, hey, what do you do now for a living? Uh, I jumble words and the time on a, yeah. on a morning radio show. I tell fart jokes yeah. and play Led Zeppelin CDs for a living. Hey, who wants more Led Zeppelin? <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> yeah, damn right it is. Hey, it's uh, Rock 102's College Brackets Competition, uh, Bracket Brawl, presented by Bud Light. Go to rock102.com now. And sign up starting at 8 o'clock on Sunday, March 12th. You can make your picks. Make the best picks of the entire tournament. Get a $500 cash card. Not a bad prize. And if you pick every game correctly, you could win a million dollars. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. But we've never given away a million dollars. Bracket busted early. You can uh, make a fresh start in the round of 16 and the round of four. The best pick in those brackets wins a $100 gift card to the Hangar Pub and Grill. It's uh, Rock 102's Bracket Brawl, brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and the Hangar Pub and Grill at Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You can just say, uh, what I do all day for a living is I energize my base. (laughs) (laughs) Who is our base? What is our base? I I don't think we have a base. I I think it's like a, we have like a, we have more of a, uh, like a stew. Like all yeah. different kinds of things in the pot. It's See, uh, not just necessarily one thing. If I were really going to spend a lot of time energizing my base, I'd want to be a little bit more flexible and have slightly longer arms. Yes, that might help you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just a little, just a little just bit, another a, inch or so. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Energizing the base. <laughs> <laughs> it's 8.59 at Rock 102. Oh! 